This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, it's 316 day. I forgot. Ooh. By the way, Larry, did you yes. watch the uh, – I'm assuming you watched some, some college hoops today. I've got uh, four on the screen right now. Yeah. Did you see the pass at the end of the Virginia game? Oh. Oh, my God. That kid is going to have to watch – I joke I, I have to find True TV every year to find mm-hmm. what channel that is. That kid is going to see that highlight every single year. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is tough. It is tough. It's, and they had a timeout left. I know. Oh, I know. talk about a meltdown. I know. It's, it's, and it, it hurts because they're kids. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's, a different, it's a different thing. You feel, you know, it's, it's a different feeling. You just oh, man, that's, that's a tough break. That's such a tough break. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesting Damer to Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. For you on the, the phones, thanks for your patience. Let's get to the calls right now. Spike is in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Well, first of all, uh, Beavers, uh, they, they don't uh, throw things. They fight back. And uh, Father Spike is inviting into his confessional. I got some six cheese macaroni and cheese and two racks of baby backs. That will comfort you. Yeah, that would okay. that that bill that, 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 that would that would do it. <laughs> we'll go on a diet tomorrow. Harvey picked up the phone. Harvey picked up the phone. Unforced errors. Stoudemire hitting the backboard in Boston before the fire extinguisher. Yeah, That's what oh happened, God, Listen, oh it could be a blessing in disguise. I'm an eternal optimist. Got to be as a Nick fan, uh, as the <laughs> senior member left. I think at my age. Uh, I just think it'll uh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Right, the Mets we'll will, uh, they'll put it together. You got an extra playoff spot. So, but here's what I want to say. Uh, you know, I'm watching the games today, and then I get the thing on Mitchell Robinson. When you're the second man in the weave, keep your mouth shut. Okay, <laughs> you follow this, right, Larry? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're the second man in the weave. You ain't getting a shot. No. I remember when Tyson Chandler was taking, what, 600 elbow jumpers a day? Yeah. And uh, he, remember that? Remember yeah, that, Gordon? That's right. He said, I'm mm-hmm. gonna do. Yep. And then he took the first one in the first game he made it, and then I think he missed like Jason Kidd did at the end of the year, 12 13 season. But Jason Kidd was 40. So, Mitchell, I think you're watching Isaiah Hartenstein. Body up, bigger guys. He comes out a little quicker. He's a little stronger than you. He doesn't look it, but he's a, more of a body up guy. He's mm-hmm. an offensive passer. And you got your money, and the team's doing fine. Just pipe it down. Tell someone on the staff. Yep. And with this, I'll leave you with this and feel better, Larry. You'll be fine. Here, here's what I think. I think Knicks will be fine. I really do. I, if Jalen Brunson isn't properly healed by Saturday at 1 o'clock, then we got a big problem. Because that, by my count, is what, eight full days? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and he should be fine. We got a little help tonight. Six and five or seven and four. I think, Gordon, you threw out that number at some point a few weeks ago. I could be mistaken. Uh, but if we get to that, whatever the number is, 46, 47, or whatever it is, We'll be fine, and let's bring on um, let's bring on the Cavs. They're the best matchup, and I'll tell you, watch this thing too. If Boot is on the line, I think you may sneak into second place. I got a funny feeling. What do you boys think? Thanks for the phone call, Spike. Oh, with with Philly, I'm no, I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to go there, Gordon. Just 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 let me win. Let me see. First of all, let me see what's going on with my point guard. That that's right. my major that's, concern right now. Yeah. 
seeding is second to right now. Seeding mm-hmm. is second to me. I, I'm in a good spot here. I know that I've got three games ahead of, of Miami as of right now. I got a couple of games with them. I'm a game and a half ahead of the Nets right now. You know, I've got this. I've got the tiebreaker over them. I got the tiebreaker over Cleveland. So I'm 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 in pretty good shape right now. I just want to make sure my point guard is good. That that's my biggest concern. Right and now. let's be honest, the Knicks are not catching the Cavs. No, not unless so. the Cavs come back to earth some. Right. Um, you know, it, the, the Knicks. I think their ceiling is five, and mm-hmm. that's a great ceiling. It's good. You, I I'll mean, take you it. would you would have signed for that, right? I'm signing for it now. Absolutely. <laughs> so take it right now. I am good. Uh, Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, hello. Hey, yeah, yeah we're we here. Jose. Jose, go ahead, man. Oh, sorry, yeah. my, my problem. No <laughs> problem. No problem. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I was just uh, yeah. As far as Mitchell Robinson, I'm sorry that 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 was just you know the funniest thing I've ever heard. If he wants to be included in the offense more, because <laughs> um, I've just watched enough of his game to know that he's not an all. He's just he's just a defensive center. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as far as the, you know, my World Baseball Classic point, because I did mention to the call screen earlier, like I, I, I think, like it as a, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of um, backlash, and I don't want to say it's like a generational thing, but I, I me as a younger fan, I, I kind of like like the baseball, World Baseball Classic, and me falling aligned within those cultural lines, being Puerto Rican and Dominican, I definitely kind of get enjoyment out of it. Uh-huh. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people who normally don't watch baseball. They're definitely watching the World Baseball Classic and, you know, keeping an eye on it. And I think that's where, you know, people say, you know, it's kind of growing the game. And I think, you know, it, 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 baseball has kind of been a, a, a world game for a while with, you know, the Little League World Series when you kind of take that into account as well. And that's kind of where, I'm, you know, I, I get I get the point of you know being being more of a Yankee fan and being more of a Mets fan, but I I also do you know understand you know you know seeing you know how big soccer is and seeing how you know the, the, those domestic leagues in Europe have to deal with injuries in the World Cup. You know it's one of those things that it kind of happens it kind of happens when you're an athlete, and I know it sucks. All right, Jose, um, thanks for checking in. I, and I, I get it. I, and we're not sitting here saying that nobody watches the WBC. No, obviously. We're not you look saying at the games, that. they're sold. You know, I, I Absolutely. don't know if they're sold out, but they're, they're sold well. I'll say that yeah. much. There's a bunch of folks there watching. We get Absolutely. that. It's, it's just, you know, it's just for personally, okay? And I get it. Once again, even for the players to play, I understand why. It's, 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 it's pride of country. I get it. I get it. But the fan in me... <laughs> Right, you're a Met fan first. Is not happy with the fact that I lost my my number one guy here. Of course. And and the thing that Jose said, you know, there's a lot of people that are watching the World Baseball Classic that have not watched Major League Baseball. Okay, that's great. But the only thing that has to happen, the, the key part of that is they then have to go and watch Major League. Like, it's, mm. it's not good enough for the World Baseball Classic to get people to watch that we're not already watching. Right. I think you want to get those people and transition them at some point to say, hey, you know what, I want to go watch Major League Baseball as well. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. And and if it's now and if the it transcends with the younger audience, Gordon, that's watching this. And as you mentioned, they come over and watch, uh, you know, Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And that type of celebration, I would think, is what draws the younger players over Gordon, because that's what we hear from them. 
right? That's what we hear. What, what is the old baseball adage? Well, you don't you don't flip the bats, you don't do that. But the younger generation is like, hey, listen, flip the bat, great. That's what we want. We want some feeling in the game. That's what we want. So it is that that's where the generational divide is with the two different age groups. But mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. We'll and it's see. also interesting. Like, okay, th- there's different. Um, styles between Major League Baseball and the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. If you come to it and you like the World Baseball Classic, are you going to be satisfied with the different style when you go watch Major League Baseball? Or is it the type of thing where, no, I, I really only like the way it's presented this way. I don't really like it presented that way. Yeah, yeah. That's the other issue that baseball's going to have. <laughs> they may have. Could be. Yeah, it could be yeah. an issue. Brian's in Long Island. What's up, Brian? Hey, good evening. How are you guys? Good, uh, man. What's up? Uh, good. I just wanted to make a quick, very quick point before I got to my main point about the WBC. Can we talk about Great Britain uh, just taking a knee on their uniforms? Just <laughs> yeah, putting no, out a gray. Those look like they were made 10 minutes before the game. Yeah, they were terrible. No, seriously. I mean, I think my daughter could have came up with a much more better. She's two. She could have came up with a much better design. There has just, to be a story yeah. behind that. That could not have been the way they, they intended for that. I mean, the one the, the one pitch, I don't remember who it was. The let One of the letters fell off while he was on the mound. <laughs> Oh, no, it was embarrassing. I, embarrassing, I, I, yes. I actually couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> the, whoever's in charge of that, they need to go. They need to go. Yeah, they, it's it's the amazing. Ultimate need. I, I thought it, I actually couldn't believe it. Um, I, I was blown away. But um, my main point, what I was so listen, I'm a diehard Met fan. It, it definitely devastated me last night to see him go out, uh, Edwin Diaz, that is. But – I have a lot of friends that obviously were Dominican and and Puerto Rican that this was, I mean, every bar, every restaurant packed out watching this game. It means a lot. It it means so much. And I know that it's only been around for 20 years and it's kind of new. I'm telling you that within the next 10 to 15 years, this is just going to become a much bigger thing. And it could potentially turn out to be within the baseball community and maybe who knows around the world, it could turn into like a world, like a World Cup type of atmosphere. These guys were celebrating a strikeout after the first inning, like like they just got out of a jam. It was insane. The atmosphere, the way these players were were playing with the passion, it definitely, definitely was brutal, brutal to see what happened to Edwin Diaz. It 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 bothered me to no end. But you also got to think about it. Like Trout is saying that this is the most fun he's ever had. Because the guy has only made the playoffs once in the 12 <laughs> Right, years. right. Yeah, the season's <laughs> over in May every year. Yeah, that would make sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's having fun. Of course he's having fun because he's always been in terrible. And that's more of an indication on the Angels just being terrible organization. But this, me, I think this really does mean a lot to the individual players, especially like in the in the USA. Like, not every team makes the playoffs. Not every team is is constructed to win a World Series. It hurts us as Mets fans, yeah. But I mean, I think that going forward and going in the long run, this is going to turn out to be a huge, huge tournament. And honestly, what's what these guys have been talking about? You know, making it the like making the season a little bit shorter, cutting down. I know they were talking about that with the CBA. So if that's the case, make the season, I would say, what, 20 games shorter, and then do what the hockey, do what hockey does and put a pause in the middle of the All-Star break. No one watches the All-Star game. Make this tournament very quick. 
it could be done within three weeks. You know, you you the the first two teams make the playoffs, uh, make the next round, and just keep it like that. It's one game at a time. They don't you don't play series, and just have it like that. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you. Well, I'll say this, Brian. Uh... You've given baseball a way to make some more money. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And they can make more money. They they'll do whatever. They'll, they'll don't do be surprised whatever. If they don't. Absolutely. Yeah. And you make some good points about it. It's true. And, and you know, the younger generation is enjoying it. They like it. Great. That's, that's a great thing. You know, and, I, and once again, we understand the athletes who are loving that support and, and folks who are from the countries that they're representing, you're watching it. It's the Olympics for us. So we get it. We get it. It's just, once again, for me, as the Met fan, like you, you know, it hurts. I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from the whole game, the way the game was. It was an exciting game. You understand the emotion of it, Gordon, but I lost my closer. Yeah. And, That's and, all and I look, know. It's, it's an exhibition, though. I mean, it's not, it, it's not like these teams are, are playing to win. I mean, all the rules that they have about pitching, about you, you can't, I think it's 65 pitches per outing. Mm-hmm. If you throw more than 50 pitches in an inning, you can't pitch for the next four days or something like that, or 30 p- – I don't remember what all the rules are. But um, if you throw back-to-back days, you got to sit out the following day. So uh, it is an exhibition, but I get it. People like it, and you mm-hmm. want to give the fa- – it's, it's very rare. Any sport league gives uh, the fans what they want, so this is really? something that fans seem like they enjoy. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, I just – myself, I can't, I can't separate this from the season. Like the yeah. season to me is what matters, not that I, I, like, I'm not, I, I'm not sitting around rooting for Team USA. I could, I could, mm-hmm. I could care less. I hear you. Or couldn't care less. I hate when I say it. could care. Less. I couldn't care less. Larry. Couldn't. No. In other words, you don't, you don't like it. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's better than spring training games. It's nice Absolutely. to see buildings yes. packed and people yes. pumped up. But I'm not it taking it seriously. That. Yeah, of course not. We get it. We get it. I'm taking it seriously now because I'm lost yeah, my Yeah, right. It is serious. <laughs> it's very serious. The New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season is also serious. It continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. And ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Buffalo Sabres at home on March 25th. RJ, be interested in that. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com and be sure to visit New York Islanders islanders.com for team news tickets and more and you can catch every islanders game live on the islanders stream heard only on the espn new york app more of your calls next on 98.7 espn beavers uh, they they don't uh, throw things they fight back this is espn new york tonight with larry hardesty and gordon damer on 98.7 espn oh it's 316 day i forgot Ooh. By the way, Larry, did you yes. watch the uh, – I'm assuming you watched some, some college hoops today. I've got uh, four on the screen right now. Yeah. Did you see the pass at the end of the Virginia game? Oh. Oh, my God. That kid is going to have to watch. I joke I, I have to find True TV every year to find mm-hmm. what channel that is. That kid is going to see that highlight every single year. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is tough. It is tough. It's, and they had a timeout left. I know. Oh, I know. talk about a meltdown. I know. It's, it's, and it, it hurts because they're kids. Of course, you know what I'm saying it's a it's it's a different it's a different thing. You feel you know it's, it's a different feeling. You just oh man, that's that's a tough break. That's such a tough break. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardest thing, Damer to Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. 
For you on the, the phones, thanks for your patience. Let's get to the calls right now. Spike is in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Well, first of all, uh, beavers, uh, they, they don't uh, throw things. They fight back. And uh, Father Spike is inviting into his confessional. I got some six cheese macaroni and cheese and two racks of baby backs. That will comfort you. Yeah, that would okay? that that feel that, 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 that would that would do it. <laughs> we'll go on a diet tomorrow. Harvey picked up the phone. Harvey picked up the phone. Unforced errors. Stoudemire hitting the backboard in Boston before the fire extinguisher. Yeah, That's what oh God, happened, Listen, oh it could be a blessing in disguise. I'm an eternal optimist. Got to be as a Nick fan. Uh, as the senior <laughs> member left, I think, at my age. Uh, I just think it'll uh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Right, the Mets we'll will, uh, they'll put it together. You got an extra playoff spot. So, but here's what I want to say. Uh, you know, I'm watching the games today, and then I get the thing on Mitchell Robinson. When you're the second man in the weave, keep your mouth shut. Okay, <laughs> you follow this, right, Larry? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're the second man in the weave. You ain't getting a shot. No. I remember when Tyson Chandler was taking, what, 600 elbow jumpers a day? Yeah. And uh, he, remember that? Remember yeah, that, Gordon? That's right. He said, I'm mm-hmm. going to do yep. And then he took the first one in the first game he made it, and then I think he missed like Jason Kidd did at the end of the 12 13 season. But Jason Kidd was 40. So, Mitchell, I think you're watching Isaiah Hartenstein, body up, bigger guys. He comes out a little quicker. He's a little stronger than you. He doesn't look it, but he's a, more of a body up guy. He's mm-hmm. an offensive passer, and you got your money, and the team's doing fine. Just pipe it down. Tell someone on the staff. Yep. And with this, I'll leave you with this and feel better, Larry. You'll be fine. Here, here's what I think. I mean, Knicks will be fine. I really do. I, if Jalen Brunson isn't properly healed by Saturday at 1 o'clock, then we got a big problem. Because that, by my count, is what, eight full days? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and he should be fine. We got a little help tonight. Six and five or seven and four. I think, Gordon, you threw out that number at some point a few weeks ago. I could be mistaken. Uh, but if we get to that, whatever the number is, 46, 47, or whatever it is, we'll be fine. And let's bring on um, let's bring on the Cavs. They're the best matchup. And I'll tell you, watch this thing, too. If Buddha's on the line, I think you may sneak into second place. I got a funny feeling. What do you boys think? Thanks for the phone call, Spike. Spe- oh, with with Philly, I'm no, I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to go there, Gordon. Just 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 let me win. To, let me see. First of all, let me see what's going on with my point guard. That that's right. my major that's, concern right now. Yeah, seating is second to right now. Seating mm-hmm. is second to me. I, I'm in a good spot here. I know that I've got three games ahead of of Miami as of right now. I got a couple of games with them. I'm a game and a half ahead of the Nets right now. You know, I've got this. I've got the tiebreaker over them. I got the tiebreaker over Cleveland, so I'm 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 in pretty good shape right now. I just want to make sure my point guard is good. That that's my biggest concern. Right and now. let's be honest, the Knicks are not catching the Cavs. No, not unless so. the Cavs come back to earth some. Right. Um. You know, it, the Knicks. I think their ceiling is five, and mm-hmm. that's a great ceiling. It's good. I I'll mean, take you it. would you would have, you would have signed for that. Right? I'm signing for it now. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Take it right now. I am good. Uh, Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, 
Hello? Hey, yeah, yeah, we're here, Jose. Go ahead, man. Oh, sorry, yeah. my, my, my problem. No problem, no problem. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, as far as Mitchell Robinson, I'm sorry. That, that that was just, you know, the funniest thing I've ever heard is he wants to be included in the offense more. Because <laughs> um, I've just watched enough of his game to know that he's not an all, he, he's just he's just a defensive center. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as far as the, you know, my World Baseball Classic point, because I did mention to the call screen earlier, like, like I, I, I think like it as a yeah, I think I think there's a lot of um backlash and I don't wanna say it's like a generational thing, but I I me as a younger fan, I, I kinda like like the baseball baseball classic and me falling aligned within those cultural lines being Puerto Rican and Dominican, I definitely kinda get enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people who normally don't watch baseball. They're definitely watching the World Baseball Classic and, you know, keeping an eye on it. And I think that's where, you know, people say, you know, it's kind of growing the game. And I think, you know, baseball has kind of been a a, a world game for a while with, you know, the Little League World Series when you kind of take that into account as well. And that's kind of where, um, you know, I, I get I get the point of you know being being more of a Yankee fan and being more of a Mets fan, but I I also do you know understand you know you know seeing you know how big soccer is and seeing how you know the, the, those domestic leagues in Europe have to deal with injuries in the World Cup. You know it's one of those things that it kind of happens it kind of happens when you're an athlete, and I know it sucks. All right, Jose. Um, thanks for checking in. I, and I, I get it. I, and we're not sitting here saying that nobody watches the WBC. No, obviously. We're not you look saying at the games that. are sold. You know, I, I don't know if they're sold out, but they're they're sold well. I'll say that yeah. much. There's a bunch of folks there watching. We get Absolutely. that. It's it's just you know it's just for personally okay. And I get it. Once again, even for the players to play, I understand why. It's 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 pride of country. I get it. I get it. But the fan in me. <laughs> Right, you're a Met fan first. Is not happy with the fact that I lost my my number one guy here. Of course. And and the thing that Jose said, you know, there's a lot of people that are watching the World Baseball Classic that have not watched Major League Baseball. Okay, that's great. But the only thing that has to happen, the the key part of that is they then have to go and watch Major League. Like, it's Mm. it's not good enough for the World Baseball Classic to get people to watch that we're not already watching. Right. I think you want to get those people and transition them at some point to say, hey, you know what, I want to go watch Major League Baseball as well. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. And and if it's now and if the it transcends with the younger audience, Gordon, that's watching this. And as you mentioned, they come over and watch, uh, you know, Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And that type of celebration, I would think, is what draws the younger players over Gordon, because that's what we hear from them. Right, that's what we hear. What, what is the old baseball adage? Well, you don't you don't flip the bat, you don't do that. But the younger generation is like, hey, listen, flip the bat, great. That's what we want. We want some feeling in the game. That's what we want. So it is that that's where the generational divide is with the two different age groups. But mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. We'll and it's see. also interesting. Like, okay, there's different um, styles between Major League Baseball and the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. If you come to it and you like the World Baseball Classic. Are you going to be satisfied with the different style when you go watch Major League Baseball, or is it the type of thing where no, I, I really only like the way it's presented this way. I don't really like it presented that way. Yeah, yeah, that's the other issue that baseball's going to have. <laughs> they may have. Could be. Yeah, it could be yeah. an issue. Brian's in Long Island. What's up, Brian? Hey, good evening. How are you guys? Good uh, man. Brian. What's up? 
Uh, good. I just wanted to make a quick, very quick point before I got to my main point about the WBC. Can we talk about Great Britain uh, just taking a knee on their uniforms? Just putting <laughs> out a gray. Those look like they were made 10 minutes before the game. Yeah, they were terrible. No, seriously. I mean, I think my daughter could have came up with a much more better. She's two. She could have came up with a much better design. There has to be a story behind that. That could not have been the way they, they intended for that. I mean, the one the, the one pitch, I don't remember who it was, The let one of the letters fell off while he was on the mound. <laughs> Oh, no, it was embarrassing. I, embarrassing, I, I, yes. I actually couldn't believe what I was watching. The, whoever's in charge of that, they need to go. They need to go. Yeah, they it's the amazing. Ultimate need. I, I thought it, I actually couldn't believe it. Um, I, I was blown away. But um, my main point, what I was so listen, I'm a diehard Met fan. It, it definitely devastated me last night to see him go out, uh, Edwin Diaz, that is. But I have a lot of friends that obviously were Dominican and, and Puerto Rican that this was, I mean, every bar, every restaurant packed out watching this game. It means a lot. It, it means so much. And I know that it's only been around for 20 years and it's kind of new. I'm telling you that within the next 10 to 15 years, this is just going to become a much bigger thing. And it could potentially turn out to be within the baseball community and maybe who knows around the world, it could turn into like a world, like a World Cup type of atmosphere. These guys were celebrating a strikeout after the first inning, like like they just got out of a jam. It was insane. The atmosphere, the way these players were were playing with the passion, it definitely, definitely was brutal, brutal to see what happened to Edwin Diaz. It 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 bothered me to no end. But you also got to think about it. Like Trout is saying that this is the most fun he's ever had. Because the guy has only made the playoffs once in the 12 <laughs> Right, years. right. Yeah, the season's <laughs> over in May every year. Yeah, that would make sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's having fun. Of course he's having fun because he's always been in terrible. And that's more of an indication on the Angels just being terrible organization. But this, me, I think this really does mean a lot to the individual players, especially like in the in the USA. Like, not every team makes the playoffs. Not every team is, is constructed to win a World Series. It hurts us as Mets fans, yeah, but I mean, I think that going forward and going in the long run, this is going to turn out to be a huge, huge tournament. And honestly, what's, what these guys have been talking about, you know, making it – the like making the season a little bit shorter, cutting down. I know they were talking about that with the CBA. So if that's the case, make the season, I would say, what, 20 games shorter, and then do what the hockey, do what hockey does and put a pause in the middle of the All-Star break. No one watches the All-Star game. Make this tournament very quick. It could be done within three weeks. You know, you, you the, the first two teams make the playoffs, uh, make the next round, and just keep it like that. It's one game at a time. They don't You don't play series. And just have it like that. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you. Well, I'll say this, Brian. Uh, you've given baseball a way to make some more money. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And they can make more money. They they'll do whatever. They'll, they'll don't do be surprised whatever. if they don't. Absolutely. Yeah. And you make some good points about it. It's true. And, and you know, the younger generation is enjoying it. They like it. Great. That's that's a great thing. You know, and I and once again, we understand the athletes who are loving that support and and folks who are from the countries that they're representing, you're watching it. It's the Olympics for us. So we get it. We get it. It's just once again, for me, as the Met fan, like you, you know, it hurts. I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from the whole game, the way the game was. It was an exciting game. You understand the emotion of it, Gordon, but I lost my closer. Yeah. And, 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 and look, it's, it's an exhibition, though. I mean, it's not 
it's not like these teams are are playing to win. I mean, all the rules that they have about pitching, about you you can't, I think it's 65 pitches per outing. Mm -hmm. If you throw more than 50 pitches in an inning, you can't pitch for the next four days or something like that, or 30. I don't remember what all the rules are, but um, if you throw back-to-back days, you got to sit out the following day. So uh, it is an exhibition, but I get it. People like it, and you Mm want to give – the it's it's very rare any sport league gives uh, the fans what they want so this is really? something that fans seem like they enjoy so that's great yeah uh, I just myself I can't I can't separate this from the season like the yeah. season to me is what matters not that I I like I'm not I, I'm not sitting around rooting for Team USA I could I could mm-hmm. I could care less I hear you or couldn't care less I hate when I say it. could care less. I couldn't care less Larry. could. No. In other words, you don't you don't like it. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's better than spring training games. It's nice Absolutely. to see buildings yes. packed and people yes. pumped up. But I'm not taking it seriously. That. Yeah, of course not. We get it. We get it. I'm taking it seriously now because I lost yeah, my clothes. Yeah, right. It is serious. <laughs> it's very serious. The New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season is also serious. It continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. And ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Buffalo Sabres at home on March 25th. RJ be interested in that. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. And be sure to visit New York Islanders. Islanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And you can catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Beavers, uh, they they don't uh, throw things. They fight back. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The NHL has tweeted... The goal at 11.45 of the third period should now read Kreider from Trocek and Adam Fox. So this way, you know, hopefully you have Kreider with uh, more goals now. So, you know, that's a good one. You got Kreider now. If you're scoring at home, as they always say. That's it. That's right. I don't know anybody that is scoring at home. Go ahead, Don. Say it again, Don. Love it. Love it. Uh, Let's give you a couple of tournament scores real quick. Um, we've got number four, Tennessee, over number 13, Louisiana, 54-48. We've got, got an upset brewing, Gordon, number 10, Penn State, over number seven, Texas A&M, 50-34. Uh, we've got uh, UCLA all over, North Carolina, Asheville, 61-39. And we've got Houston ready to advance over the 16th seed. Uh, I believe that's yeah, Northern Kentucky by the yeah. score. Yeah, Northern Kentucky, was, they, were, they were live here for a they while were rolling in for this a minute. game. Yeah. Yes, they were. And our guy is tomorrow night, Gordon. FDU against Purdue. Oh, right. 116 game. Nice. Well, yes. we, we don't have a show tomorrow night, so we can sit and watch it and yes. take it all in. Absolutely. And wish him the best. Absolutely. 1 800 919 3776. Steve's in Pearl River. What's up, Steve? Yeah, hey, guys. You know, I, and I had a, a fairly uh, spirited debate with the call screener. You know, my experience is that. And especially in baseball, you want to flip the bat, you want to do excessive celebrating. Well, you know what? Somewhere along the line, you're going to be whistling the chin music. And he suggested that that's being policed out of the game. I don't see it like that. I still think it's part of baseball. I mean, do you think I'm wrong? I mean, let him flip the bat. But you know what? Somewhere along the line, 
don't be surprised if, you know, you're, you're, you're being knocked off the plate or something. I mean, I just – well, I think I think both things. I think both points are true, Steve. I think I don't know who you talked to on the call screen, uh, but if it was Joe or if it was Harvey, but I think it is being policed out of the game. But even though it's being it, baseball, probably wants to take it out of the game. The players themselves, the pitchers themselves, probably still feel the same way that you do. So I think both points can can um, can be true. I would say you know, that I, I wouldn't necessarily want to see somebody you know getting beamed in the head or whatnot. But if you flipping the bat, whether you, you know, showing excitement, whatever your motivation is, it is rubbing it in the face of the opponent. So the only thing I would say is don't complain when the opponent rubs it in your face. Yeah. Thanks. There you go. And there's the old and the new right there. You want excess, you want to do excessive celebration. That's fine. But, you know, don't, don't be surprised. And as much as, you know, look, as much as Rob Manford, like you just said, like base, what baseball would like, I'll tell you what baseball would like. Baseball would like that their, you know, marquee players, you know, don't go to these exhibition tournaments and jump around and wind up, you know, not being able to play for the whole year. I can't imagine how the Met fans must feel because I watched it happen in real time. And, you know, a lot of those guys have the bleached, you know, they bleached their hair. And I had no idea at first who was on sitting on the ground. And when I saw that it was Diaz, I, I, I am not a Met fan, but I, I feel, I felt terribly for him and the Mets. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Well, Steve, you know, as, a, just, as a Met fan, and thanks for the phone call, <laughs> I can't tell you what I said. <laughs> you, that's all you I'm like some say. of those movie clips we're gonna have to start bleeping you yeah and and, and it might be all it would be it would be wolf of wall street right it, it wouldn't would be, be just bleeps. the one or two <laughs> it would be all bleeps my friend mm-hmm. buddha's in brooklyn what's up buddha hey what's going on i'm glad hey, I'm what's brooklyn. happening man <laughs> listen you know, like Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack, guys, we're back together again. I mean, that Virginia play, whoo, that had yeah, Fred stop. Brown. That was a Fred Brown yeah. type of a play. You wow. feel bad for them, man. Fred you Brown, feel real wow. bad for them, man. Downtown you know, Freddie uh, Brown. I felt bad for you, too, last night. You and my wife. I mean, she was, she was. I mean, my wife was a big Mets fan, you know, and uh, she, she was pissed off, as you are, about, you know, the Diaz thing. But I, I'm kind of like with a lot of the other callers, and I, and I get it, and I understand your frustration. But, you know, that World Baseball Classic, you know, it does – it's like boxing. You know, the racial, the cultural. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of pride there, man. And, you know, and it brings people together, man. Like the guy said, the bars are packed, man. I was, I was up here in uh, Rockland County a little while ago. I mean, the bars are packed, man. I, I, I got to keep it a stack. You know, um, but last night you guys stepped into my world. <laughs> oh, what did we do? <laughs> you started questioning the Jets' pursuit of Rogers. You know, oh. then all of a sudden you started getting the tweets and the calls. You're being negative, worst show ever. You know, <laughs> to the to the to the of this and the boot of that guy and that other young fellow <laughs> who was talking about how folks just want to be mad and no matter what. And, and I wish that I had Douglas and Silas' job. Let me tell you something, little homie. 
Not really. I, I'm fully comfortable in my own skin, and I appreciate the life that I have. I, I'm just not a fanboy, you know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I wasn't raised in a household like that, you know. Yeah. I distinctly remember my pops being critical of Billy and Reggie, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. You know, he loved the Steelers, but he hated Bradshaw. And I even heard him criticize Muhammad every once in a while. Muhammad. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, the only time that I ever really, like, solely defended my team or player or I was on that fanboy type of thing was when Terry Norris beat up Sugar Ray. I mean, at that point, mm. and I was living a wild life at that time, if I had got my hands on Terry Norris, <laughs> you know, he might have got a few shots in, but it would have been a problem. But uh, so in turn, you guys know, you know, I've been uber critical on, on, on Doc, Tobias, yeah. you know, in Philly. Me, like most Yankee fans, I've been fed up with Hal, Brian, and Booney for a minute, you know, but they're in the playoffs every year. Yeah. So as it pertains to my criticism of the Jets and how pathetic the lust for Aaron Rodgers has been, and I would just like to ask people, ask yourself this question. You know, was this always the plan? You know, to whiff on the number two pick in 2020? To whiff on the entire 2019 draft? And to fix it by signing a 40-year-old quarterback who tried to get a trade anywhere else but the Jets until nobody else wanted him? I mean, you guys, you guys kill me with that stuff. I mean, God bless y'all, man. You know, and I promise you, I will never say anything bad about the Jets as soon as they become a functional organization that consistently competes for a chip. You know, and lastly, I'll say this. I never like to disrespect my elders. But, you know, Richard, you called here last night talking about it's a year-to-year thing. Uh, you, don't, you don't plan for the future. You just enjoy. Yo, dude, last year you wanted Zach Wilson to stay in the lineup. And then, you know, thinking about that, it's not a year. It's a year-to-year thing. Go tell that to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who've been in the Super Bowl three out of five years. And I'm sorry. I expect more. I want more for my team. And anybody who disagrees with me or disagrees with that, your point is duly taken. But I ask you to kiss where the sun don't shine. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, Buddha. All right. Got it. Not one to mince words, but. No, no, no. He's a little, he's a little perturbed. He's right, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he is. This might work out. Sometimes mm-hmm. the the plan, you know, you plan for all these things, and and it goes sideways. And, yeah. And thank God it did. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. There's been a lot of times that the the jet plan has gone sideways, and, and spun it has around not been in a circles. Good thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, Gordon, mm-hmm. don't be upset. But Hal Steinbrenner said something that is interesting. Okay. All right. We'll share it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, it bothers me every year. I mean, it's, it's what we expect. It bothered my dad every year for 18 years, whatever it was. I mean, you know, it's, it's what our fans expect, and, and we understand that. The best we can do is to field opening day a, a team that can win a championship, and that's what we try to do every year. Some people would argue one year to the next that, you know, we're not good enough. For some years we are good enough. I, I certainly believe we're good enough this year. Hal Steinbrenner with his thoughts on the 2023 season for the New York Yankees. It's hard to see in Damer until Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. Uh, Gordon, he also weighed in on uh, Volpe and Peraza. Hmm. Well, I mean, just, I've been watching them for years, you know, starting here several years ago. Um, 
the, the big question, of course, was always, can they handle the big stage? Um, then, you know, we don't know that for sure yet, but um, the way they conduct themselves, um, you know, the work ethic, I mean, I, I think they're both going to be great. And uh, the question was, you know, what, what did we, what would we see last year as they got to the upper, you know, echelon of our system? And they both, they both did great. I mean, I couldn't be happier. All right, Gordon, your thoughts on uh, how Steinbrenn on Volpe and Peraza first? Um, well, I mean, he didn't really say that much. I'm interested to see what reasoning they come up with to send Anthony Volpe down uh, because he's been sensational in spring training. They said that he had the, the chance to, to break spring training with the, the big league club. He's done everything that he possibly really could do to be part of the major league roster, but I don't think, I think most Yankee fans expect at some point he's going to get sent down. So I'm interested to see what reasoning there will be. I, I think that it's going to be Peraza. I hope, I, dear God, I hope it's going to be Peraza as the opening day shortstop. <laughs> and, and look, he's a high. He's under. I don't think he's as highly rated as Volpe. Volpe is the crown jewel of the system, at least in the in the immediate future. Maybe Jason Dominguez overtakes him at some point, but we've heard Volpe's name for a very long time. So uh, let's give Peraza a shot. I'd certainly rather watch him struggle even over IKF, because I know what IKF is. I'd rather go with the unknown rather than the known. And then if, if Peraza can't handle it and, and Volpe continues to progress in the minors, then you can call him up during the season. But, you know, they, they're still going to have IKF on the roster. They're still going to have Aaron Hicks on the roster. They're still going to have Donaldson on the roster. So just give me, give me Peraza at the very least. But I'm interested to see what the reasoning will be for why they send Volpe down whenever they do. A lot of pressure on Volpe. It was a lot of pressure on both of them, but more on Volpe because, I mean, Gordon, he's the reason why there's players you didn't get that you wanted. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want to be – they didn't want to put him in the trade. He is He is the guy. He th- They think he is – and hopefully they're right. God, I hope they're right. They better yeah. be right. They better be more right with him than they've been in their, their track record because – I've, I've gone through plenty of guys who were supposed to be the future this or the future yeah. – Nick Johnson and Drew Henson. And, I mean, Ooh. there's been a slew of guys. Yeah. And, and the Yankees have not always done the best job of evaluating their own. This is true. Believe me, I know. <laughs> the Mets Even done when a guys come up and, and produce sometimes. Yeah. It's you true. Know, Gary Sanchez came up, looked great, and then yep. Glaber came up, Ugh. looked great for a little while. Yeah. Still don't know what well, you still don't know what Glaber is. It looks like he's not that early season, the early career person. It looks like he's more of what he's maybe the past couple of years. A lot of talk this offseason, a lot of talk of the trade deadline last year that he might not stick. And and, wh- and where does he play this year? If if LeMahieu is back, and they're going to give Donaldson at bats at least early on, then yeah. where is? And I would think that LeMahieu has to play because he's your leadoff hitter. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Yankees good enough to win the World Series? Not like this. Okay. I mean, I don't know what, you know, there's always changes in the course of the year. Mm-hmm. If, if they continue to put Donaldson at third and IKF taking at bats and Aaron Hicks playing on a regular basis, I mean, they didn't fix the issue that was the problem last year. Mm-hmm. And it's been an issue just about every year. It's, it's the offense come October. And last year, a lot of that got covered up because you had a, a right fielder or a center fielder who had a career year and did every – I mean, it was unbelievable how good he was. Yeah, yeah. And you really can't expect him to do the exact same thing. Maybe, maybe he hits 45 home runs, which would still be an amazing season. Yeah. But it's not – he's not what he did this past year. So, we shall see. We shall see. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard. 
Hey, fellas. Uh, Princeton, Larry, Gordon, what did this remind you, remind you guys of, the Princeton win? You remember the year after UCLA won the championship with the O'Banion brothers? Mm-hmm. Princeton knocked them off the following year. That was mm. a huge upset. Yeah. You guys yeah. remember that one? Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was big. No question. Uh, I, I got a question for you guys. I'm oh. probably the only person in the world that knows this, but I'm going <laughs> to ask you guys. You'll get a kick out of it. What do – now, you know Bud Grant just passed away, yes. the yes. old Minnesota Viking coach. Yes. And he replaced, in my opinion, Lombardi as the best coach in the NFL for a period of 10 mm. years. All right. Interesting. What okay. do Bud Grant, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, and LeBron James, what do those four guys all have in common? I have no clue. Go ahead. You do, but you Give me the list again. Bud Grant, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, and LeBron. Wilt, Jerry, LeBron, and Bud. What do they all have in common? They achieved. I'll give you a hint. They all achieved the same thing. Um, I mean, they all lost a lot of championships. I know that. Right. I don't know, though. Okay. Here it comes. All four won exactly, exactly one championship with the Lakers. But Grant was with Minneapolis? Correct. Do you know who he won it with, Larry? Um, No idea. No, I don't. He won it in the second year of the NBA with George. Oh, George Mikan. Okay. Yep. I didn't know. Yep. He was a, he was on the bench. Basketball. Then he wow. got drafted pro- basketball wise, and he and uh, pro football wise, he played for the Philadelphia Eagles and was second in the league in score in uh, reception. But I have a picture of him in one of the old one of my old uh, books, NBA books, and he's standing right next to Mike. And you know, after wow. the season when you won a championship, they had your picture on. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, they took team. Yeah, yeah. One absolutely. last thing, fellas. I just came back from the net game. Mm-hmm. Very unimpressed with Sacramento. I don't think they can go far with that. I mean, the team that I saw against the Nets today. Yeah. And the Nets, I was even less impressed with. Uh, they, they just cannot score. They don't finish near the basket. Mm-hmm. And the bridge, if it's not Bridges or uh, uh, Dinwiddie, they're not going to mm-hmm. score this team. They have no firepower at all. The area down Brooklyn, boy, it surprised me. It's really nice down there, fellas. Oh, yeah. You guys get a chance to go down. Beautiful. It is. Oh, the brownstones, the store. It's great. You know, Larry, you know what's interesting down there? Hmm. There are no empty storefronts. Not no, like all, in Manhattan. No, in Manhattan, one now. out of every three storefronts is empty. Yeah, Richard got to run up against the clock. Gordon, my friend, have a great weekend. You're on Saturday? I am. After something and before something else. That's I'm a good place sure to be. I don't sure how it breaks <laughs> down, but in the afternoon, turn me on. I'll be there. That's a good place to be. Have a good weekend, my friend. <laughs> you too, Larry. We'll see you guys on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Harvey Joe, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitz next, 98.7 ESPN.